0: All right, the Barber Session is here, the podcast episode two. And today, as promised, man, we're delivering you one of the top industry leaders. And what our plan is with this podcast is provide content, especially for these new wave barbers who are looking for that mentorship, who are looking for insight from from people who are successful behind the chair, man, and outside the chair. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Your host, Chris Basio and Christian
1: Perez. tonight we have a very special person somebody that uh i've had a lot of mentors in my life but was very important and very crucial in my development as a barber as a young barber and looking up to people in the industry i picked up the phone and i called up jesse lima and i asked him if i could shadow him and uh without even missing a beat he said absolutely just come by and uh, he took me under his wing, showed me a lot. This guy's a pioneer in the industry, Team Exotics. And
0: I think I think I was there when you, before you made that phone call. I remember in barber school, you know, he was kind of like a like a myth, like uh, like a like a like a legend, a living legend, an much. urban legend. Yeah, urban legend. People would would just talk about his skills. They talk about his work ethic. They talk about the type of money this man was making as a barber. And for for a lot of my barber school. My barber schooling, he was a big influence and a, a big motivating factor because I knew where the bar was at. And I remember being in, that, um, in the lunchroom and kind of chatting about you, and that's kind of, you know, obviously those aren't things you know about until you actually talk to somebody like that. And I remember
1: we were, like, going back and forth, and you were like, forget it, I'm just going to call him. Yeah, I remember that. You were like, are you serious? <laughs> you for real? <laughs> so, I remember getting back from the shop the first time. And you, what did he say? What did you learn? a member of team exotics he's been all over the country educating judging some of the biggest battles it's amazing one of the pioneers in in our industry so with that how you doing tonight jesse
2: oh man i'm great chris man appreciate you guys having me out here
1: that's what's up let's start off with some questions all right what does barbering change my life mean to you
2: barbering changed my life i mean it's in the words barber changed my life Um, for the people that know my story they know what it is and the people that don't know my story I mean basically I come from from a line of barbers mother father grandfather uncle so as a kid growing up around that I hated it I said that I would never be a barber I would never touch clippers when people asked me if I was gonna be like my dad I said hell no you know and you know through obstacles in my life you know things that change you know uh, almost losing both of my parents to two separate car accidents um you know i had to man be a man and hold on the household and once my father's money ran out i had to figure out a way to compensate so i tried working but um just out of nowhere out of curiosity brought grabbed some clippers and drew on somebody's head and i found that yo, know, i can make money doing this and i i liked it a lot like i fell in love with it immediately so um if it wasn't for some clippers, man, I would like—I don't know what I'd be doing. Because as a kid, I was lazy. My father used to always tell me that—that that, um, <laughs> yo, when you get older, you better become a millionaire because you need a maid because you lazy as hell. We've <laughs> all heard
1: that, you know?
2: That, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. If if it wasn't for some clippers, man. If it wasn't for barbering, for the art of barbering, I—I I don't know where I'd be. I wouldn't have nothing. I don't know if I'd have what I have right now. You know what I'm saying? I have. And it's not even material things, bro. I have an amazing wife, kids, my own property, my own cars, business. You know what I'm saying? Like, the friends that I've built throughout being a barber and just all the networking and all of that, man. Like, I love it, you know? And if it wasn't for barbering, bro, listen, barbering changed my life. That's what it means. That's what it is. And that's it.
1: That's what's up. In that DVD, you said uh, you had to hold down the household as a 14-year-old cutting Mm -hmm. hair. Yeah, that's amazing, man. Yeah, fourteen, Bosia.
0: Fourteen. What was I doing at
1: (laughs) fourteen? You probably hoping. I was just hoping. I was hoping.
0: No no care in the world. That's it, bro. (laughs) I was I was
2: 11 years old (laughs) when my parents accident. You know, so at 14 is when I had to start making money. But at 11, between 11 and 14, bro, like I had to cook, clean, wash, like all that playing outside and go hang out and stuff. That was done with. You know what I'm saying? Like, whenever my I was able to put my father to sleep. So you could, you know, give him as mad as he go to sleep for that. And it, I know I had a window, two hours, an hour, whatever <laughs> it was. Boom, I go out. Yo, let's play. All right, let's do this. Let's do baseball, whatever it was. You know what I'm saying? Let's go do it real quick because I got to be back at the house. Yeah. You know I had a. And it, it,
0: I, I watched your DVD and I saw I saw in the DVD you opened up a shop at a very early age. Yeah, straight straight out of high school. And that 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 kind of came from having to grow up kind of early. you know? Oh,
2: definitely, definitely. Yeah, man. My like my high school years. I tell people all the time, my high school years was a joke. I used to cut my teachers, English, math teacher, social studies, the security guards. Like, I cut everybody up in the school. I used to cut her in workshop class
0: cut for a homecoming. I cut for a grade? Huh? I cut for a grade? I mean.
2: I don't have to
1: name any teachers, no schools, know. no school names.
0: I'll
2: tell you what. My wife, I've, I've been with her since high school, and she was in, like, honor classes and AP classes and all of that. And she used to hate it because her English teacher was one of my clients. So she had no work to do. And she was like, no, like she loved to do work. Like she just liked it. She enjoyed it. So she used to be so pissed because he wouldn't give her anything to do. So where she ended up transferring out of his class and just so she could get wow. some work, I'm like, damn, I thought I was looking out for you. <laughs> you know? That's yeah, bad. it's crazy.
1: So Jesse. Yeah. Where do you see this industry in the next five years?
2: Next five years, man. You know, we've been growing a lot. We've been growing a lot lately, man. Like you're starting to see us a lot on commercials and movies, and, and not just barbers cutting hair movies, but like they're using our industry to to show people the power that we have. You know, so like there's new things that have been coming into our industry that people never even thought of, but like man, motivational speaking. You know, like we we run the community. Everything everything goes by us. People get. You know exposed by us like we help families either whether it's get together or separate or you know what i'm saying whatever it is like we do a lot more than just cut somebody's hair we're like we're psychologists like you know so i see that that it little by little it's starting to get out there people are starting to respect us not just as a cutter somebody that cuts hair they're starting to put us at that at that bracket like a doctor or a lawyer you know what i'm saying so i mean i can see us i mean five years from now five years not, man. I see it as being well respected
1: so, I mean we were talking about that last week mm-hmm. last week we talked about how, how the difference between the respect that stylists get as opposed to barbers I don't understand that I don't get why they can charge a certain price and nobody bats an eye but if we charge a certain price it's like, man, you're tripping man dude on the street is charging 10 bucks 15 bucks for the same work
2: man Chris I'm going to be honest with you bro like I might lose some followers off of this I might stop getting phone calls to do some shows but at the end of the day man realistically like the, the, the truth is the truth that's our fault we did that you know we turned this business into a hustle so you know barbers want to cut cut each other's throat and drop prices and devalue what we do and when you drop prices what do you do you drop value you drop You don't put as much into it because you're not getting as much out of it. So, yeah, I'm going to give you a $10 haircut, right? But I'm not going to shampoo your hair and I'm not going to pass the razor. When you go across the street, you're going to pay $25 for a haircut, but you're going to get a shampoo, you're going to get a blow dry, you're going to get, you know what I'm saying, you're going to get more for your money. But a lot of barbers, they just look at it like, you know, at the end of the day, time is money. So the more heads you cut, the more money you make. But those are them barbers that just want to be slaves for the rest of their lives. I don't know about y'all, man, but I like to work. And just chill, and if I could do one haircut and charge a hundred dollars, and take an hour on that one haircut, I'm good. I would rather cut thirty heads a week. I make three thousand dollars instead of cut one hundred and thirty people a week to make two thousand dollars. You get me?
0: I agree. I agree hundred percent, man. All right, guys. I'm sorry we had to interrupt the podcast. We have a special guest here with Jesse, and we didn't accommodate for us for it. So, I felt like it was important to add him to the podcast because he's a cool dude. And you guys will you guys will see it too. So, all that being said, Jesse. Well, man, I brought one of my friends with me, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, if you've
2: been to any hair show before, bro, you always see my boy with me, you know what I'm saying? He's he's the one that's always handling the barb and changing my life, boo. He's the one that, that, I mean, really, that's what y'all see him as. That's what everybody knows him, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's my boy, John, aka Young. He's got his clothing line, coiffure. You know, um, but he's like one of the dopest barbers out here in Tampa. And the, clo- you know
0: the clothing line is dope, by the way. Oh, Sh- Fire.
2: What, man, not because he's my boy, but I'm going to say it's the dopest barber clothing line that there is. Mm-hmm. Cause, and, and people don't even know that that's a barber clothing line. And, you know, that's why I brought him out here to do this podcast, you know, without even <laughs> knowing. Because, you know, I feel like he needs to get exposed out there. You know what I'm yeah, saying? He needs to get his no, stuff definitely.
0: out there. But that's, that's what it's about, man, is, is you know, creating a platform, having the audience, and then being able to put your peoples on, man, especially when you have su- such a dope vision like you do, John. And I saw I saw the um, the clothing my, myself at the Mainstream Battle, I think it was, yeah. and it's fire, man. It's like, it's anybody could rock it.
3: I appreciate that, man.
0: And I actually looked up the name. That's why I knew. I was like, there's deeper meaning to just, Coffert means something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if you want to go ahead and...
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, the way Quaffair started is I would go to these shows with Jesse, and I'd see everybody there buying different T-shirts from different brands. And, you know, it's more, it's more of a support thing because when you see them walking around, they're all walking around wearing these designer labels, wearing True Religion, wearing Gucci. And I'm like, why don't we have a designer label, something you could wear to the club, something your boy who doesn't even care about barbering, who's never even, who doesn't know it, the name of one clipper. But he wants to wear it just because it's dope, so I started putting you know I started putting things together, you know what I'm saying? I'd seen Jesse had already did it, and I was like and, and I was like, you know what can I bring to the barber industry' Cause I never really had it in me to go up and compete so I just started I just started thinking about it and I was like, I was like, you know what I'm gonna make something, and you know from, from my heritage i'm I'm three quarters Honduran, one quarter Moroccan, so there's a little bit of French in there, and I just thought, you know what because uh barber in French is coiffaire. It's spelled C-O-U-I-F-F-E-R. And I was like, you know what? Nobody's going to pronounce that right. <laughs> so I just spell it my own way, which is K-W-A-F-E-R. I see. And uh, it just kind of came from there. I mean, it's more like, like you know, I call it coiffaire style gods because, mm-hmm. you know, we create style. That's what we do. And it, it branches out so much further than that because a stylist wants to wear my clothes. A barber wants to wear my clothes. A fashion designer wants to wear my clothes because we all create style. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's really more, more, more than barbering. It's something where it's like The world Gets to touch in On what we do And enjoy it for And enjoy it for what it really is
0: That's dope man mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's sick And that's vision sick. That's That's creativity And That's what we need man We oh, need yeah, people yeah. like you You know what I mean We need people like you Spreading your vision And making it happen More, more Not just talking about it And The fact that you That you Are able to see What Jesse's doing And say You know what It's time to step up Myself and And you know and create, create some value to this industry as well. And, and if you haven't seen what Coiffair is, can you give them a link or something that they can sure. go check it out? You
3: can follow us on Instagram at at, at, at officialcoiffair, or you can you can purchase anything at coiffair.com. That's K-W-A-F-E-R dot C-O-M. Dope. What's
0: up? So, you ready for the next question, Justin? Let's do it. All right, so the next question, <coughs> and we asked each other this, the, the last one. It's a simple question, but... People want to know what's your favorite haircut.
2: Mm, favorite haircut. See, and and I heard when y'all were doing the the podcast last <laughs> week, and and y'all asked that question, and and honestly, like when I heard y'all ask that question, I asked myself like, Damn, what's my favorite haircut? <laughs> like honestly, bro, I just love cutting hair. Like yeah. they're really. I mean, John, what you think? What's my favorite haircut, bro?
3: Well, I always tell people, you know Jesse's favorite haircut because eighty percent of his eighty percent of his customers have it. He peer pressures people into whatever's new because you know we get these guys that come in and they don't know anything about hair, and Jesse's like, "Yo, I got you," and he's like, "Well, what are we gonna do? I got you." You man. really want so this? It's this like, is what you want. Yeah, I
2: mean,
0: that's what we do, right? We're
3: yeah. style
2: guys, right? We that's create, it. right?
0: That's it. I, I mean, think I think every shop has that guy. We got we got a guy John to it at the shop. Everybody that steps out of the chair has a comb over. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, we got a guy, we got Nate. Nate, every single nay every single Nate cut is the nay cut. You got the, you gotta have the arch. It don't matter if they want a high fade, they're gonna keep the arch. If they bald, <laughs> he's gonna find a way to create that arch on him. It's crazy, it's ridiculous, I mean, but that's how it is in the shop.
2: I definitely do that, man. But I, really, man, if there's a new haircut out there, if there's just something that hasn't been done, like I just like doing it. I like mm-hmm. testing myself. Like when I got into the barbering thing, I got into it because of the art, right? So I drew on my boy's head, I cut out a dragon, and it was a design. It was dope. I seen the art, but I knew. That I had to learn how to do all kind of haircuts. Mm. So I I like, you know, I knew that I had to know how to do everything, bro. There's nothing that I could sit in my chair that I could be like, nah, I don't know how to do. Mm. And since I'm an artist, man, I could look at a picture of a textured, like textured haircuts is definitely something that I'm kinda into right now. Because yeah. it's something that's that barbers don't really do. Barbers don't really use blow dryers. They don't get into the sheer work. They just grab the hair with their fingers and cut it. They just cut hair, but they don't style hair with the scissors. They don't cut the hair to the head. They just cut the hair. You know what I'm saying? And, and and there's a proper way of cutting hair to make it fit everybody's head. It's not the same. Yeah, it might be the same kind of haircut, but everybody's head is shaped different. And that's one of the things that my father taught me with, with, with cutting hair with with, with with shears. He taught me how to cut hair with a comb and a shear. You know what I'm saying? So a uh, shear over comb. My mother taught me how to cut with, using my fingers. But I prefer using the the comb, the sheer of a comb technique because I cut the hair to the style. I don't comb the hair all the way to one side and then just trim it and then style the hair. Yeah. No, if I'm doing a comb over, the whole time his haircut is a comb over. And as I'm cutting it, I'm combing it into the comb over as I cut into. And then at the end, when you're looking at it, from the beginning to end, you're looking at a comb over. Yeah. You're just seeing it shrink. I like that. And mold, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to the style. So, yeah, I mean... Favorite haircut to do right now, anything that involves a blow dryer, man, the undercut, the comb over, pompadours. you know what I'm saying? Like
0: yeah, undercut Really, bro, really
2: I, I anything with, with the shoes right now, bro, honestly.
0: That's dope. And let me ask you a question real quick. Mm-hmm. Now that we're talking about, you know, styling and stuff, does the price stay the same? Nah.
2: Definitely not. For instance, today I did a haircut where um the dude showed me you show me a picture and what it was, it was a low drop. Ball fade,
0: yeah.
2: right? With a real choppy style cut on top. So, of course, the way the hair is chopped up and the way it looked in the picture, you know it's blow dry. Mm-hmm. So now, just like when you go to the salon, you can get a cut, the haircut's what, 50 bucks? With a blow-dryer, is 75 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like You don't just walk out just like that, right? Yep. So, no, no, the, the haircut easily goes from 25 to $35 right there. Yep. You know, and, and that's just something that you have to put, you know, you, you have to, it's going to take you more time I do my appointments by thirty minutes. That cut took me forty five minutes to an hour to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So time is money. It put me behind, but it is, it is. It is what it is. I came out with a lot more money. Yeah. You know, so. and then the products that you use is definitely a big thing too, man. Everybody just uses gel.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> For <every> gel.
2: <laughs> gel. Like barbers, yo, like we gotta get away from being in that closed mind and just be like gel, gel, gel. Like that's all we use. No, man. So like there's gel, so gel many other products. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it'll fix the cut. It'll lay it down and, and spike it all up so if it's uneven, it don't look right. It is what it is. When you put gel, it's good. We know some but gel nah, bars. You, know, you got you to gotta experiment, man. And a, I mean, selfish plug, bro. Like, you know, I'm part of Team Exotics, and we just came out with a new product, the, the, the Exotics Style Serum.
0: Yeah, we got it at and the shop, definitely. Yo,
2: when you put the blow dryer to that, the way it holds the hair, it's soft, it's bouncy. Like, I did a video on my YouTube mm. showing you how it is, you know, yeah. and... It's just dope. It gives you that natural, flowing yeah. look. You know? And guys,
0: just just out of me, man, this, and I have no affiliation with Exotics. I have all their products at the shop. And one thing that, and I learned this by going to a class. And this is why I say classes are so important. I sat there in, the, in um in this class, and Curtis Smith, he's the 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 owner of uh, Exotics, own right? Of Exotics, yeah. He sat there and he literally told us all the ingredients and all his products, the science of it. And he just says, listen. The top three ingredients of the product listed that's the main ingredients and if you look at anything out there and you read those top three and you don't know what they mean, mm, I don't know and when I and so ever since he said that I've been buying his products and I look at the top three and it's always it's always beautiful stuff i I just like reading it to my clients and, and upselling it's an easy upsell because I say look these are the these are the top three ingredients right here yeah, I mean you know, when people ask
2: me what's the difference I tell them well. Ask the person that makes that product if they know what's in their product. Yeah. Curtis makes this. It's made in the kitchen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His blood, sweat, and tears, his passion is sick. That's what he does, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's all natural, all organic. And and shoot, man, like I became a part of Team Exotics not because of hype or nothing like that, but like it was because of a passion that I have. I believed in his product and what he mm-hmm. was trying to do with it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's why I, like, I was pushing his product without him even asking me to be part of Team Exotics. Without even yeah. nothing, I'm like, yo, Kurt, people need to know what this product is. It's amazing. You know yeah. what it does, and it works for all kind of stuff. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's great, bro. It's great.
1: That's dope. Now, touching on what you were just mm-hmm. talking about a little bit ago there, Jesse, um, as far as it could easily take a haircut from 25 to 35, mm-hmm. what can you tell the listeners or any barbers out there that are new in the industry on how you explain that to a customer? Like, how do you explain the, the value behind that? I mean,
2: they gotta. I mean, all right, every client knows what it's like to walk out with a half ass haircut. Yeah. You know, they know what it is to walk out with a haircut where you just slap gel in the hair and that's it. They know hmm. how they they know what it is like for a cover up, or they know what it is for a basic look. So, every time I get a new client and I do the blow-dry thing and I do use the different type of products, they just see the, the attention to detail that I play. Because when you're using those type, of pro- those type of products and you're styling hair, it's every hair, like the way you grab it, the way you mold it, the way you put it, where it's supposed to be, everything's strategically put to give it that look. Yeah. So, they see the value of, the value, I guess the value that I'm putting into it, the interest that I put into making them look good. And, I mean, they can just tell, bro, and and... and I don't know, man. I've never had a client tell me, "Damn, for real, 35? Yeah. Like I thought it was twenty-five when I booked the appointment. I seen twenty-five for a haircut. Yeah, you know. And I, I mean, I would explain it to him. I'd be like, all right, cool. But it's a cut and a blow dry. You know, it's gonna be a little bit more. It's gonna take me a little more more time. All right, cool. Yeah, no problem.
0: I just, just some, <clears throat> just some, some insight from me, man. I noticed, and I'm sure this is what you know, Je- Jesse's been experiencing as of as of late. As of, you know, obviously you had to grow to where you are today. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot more explaining back in the day than it does now. I feel like n- when people go to you, they expect to pay more. Yeah, because 100%. your reputation fits that, right? Yeah. As of late, man, I raised my prices, and it's been it's been super easy to charge more. Like I I could upcharge for everything because they yeah. just expect more. Yeah. But can but can, can you talk about kind of like that journey, that process of getting where you are today? Well, I could.
2: I'll, look, I'll, I'll touch on that, but I I think it's more than just who you are. Because a lot of people have told me that before. be like, yeah, yeah, but you're Jesse Lima. What does that mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, you could charge that because you're Jesse Lima. What I mean, what does that mean, bro? I'm just Jesse Lima. I'm just a barber. I'm just a person. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm the same. I'm just a barber just like you. Yeah. The difference is the way I carry myself. When people look at me, they know I take it serious.
0: Yeah.
2: No, they don't look at me and, oh, this guy must be spending this money on bottles and Buying Jordans and buying shoes. No, I'm like, they look at me and he's serious. You know what I'm saying? They know the way I dress when I'm working, the way I carry myself, my conversation with them, all of that plays a role in that. So, for instance, my nephew, right, Adrian Lima, most Mm -hmm. of you guys know him. Um, yo, he just started cutting hair for three years and he charges the same thing I charge. I've been doing this for 17 years, yeah. You know, he wasn't scared, but he learns and he picks up and he just does whatever I tell him to do. He's gonna do it. He's not not afraid. A lot of times we don't charge what we want to charge because we're afraid, mm-hmm. afraid of a client not wanting, not oh he's not gonna come back rejection. Whatever. So what, man? Let him. You know what? Let him leave, and go get that cheaper cut, and he's gonna come right back. Yeah. guaranteed he's gonna come right back. And if he doesn't, you really don't want that client. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is that coupon cutting client or they they're just looking for deals all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as the journey to get to where I'm at, I mean, yo. People, people hear me say it all the time, and you gotta be annoying without being annoying. You gotta be in the eye. You gotta be, you, you, you just gotta be involved. You, you gotta pay attention to what's going on in the industry. Like what did it for me, honestly, was when I moved. Ch- what well, change, change, changing my changing where I was. I'm originally from Miami. Now I'm up here in Tampa. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you would think, oh Miami, that's Miami, that's where it's at. Like it's popping, celebrities and the mm-hmm. parties and all of that. But there's so many barbers out there and. And being that there's so many barbers, it's not that there's a lot of competition. The thing is that there's a lot of cutthroat, you know, and and everybody's just out for the money, for the dollar, and that's it. It's just cut quick, fast, and get this going and go on to the next. When I came up here to Tampa, it was a lot more slow-paced. Everything was a lot more focused. And um, that's when I found out about hair shows. Mm -hmm. You know, I was cutting hair for seven years, and I know nothing about shows. I come up here, and the first year I know about a show, and damn, all right, I knew it, So I used to always say, "Yo, there's gotta be battles. There's gotta be something out there for us barbers, you know. There's gotta be a platform." Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. As soon as I found out about the hair shows, man, I went to the first one, you know. And honestly, bro, I found out about Curtis Smith before, um, before right, like right before that, and I started following him, and I was like, "Damn, I, I want to do what he does." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's gonna be cutting all these celebrities and stuff. Diddy, yeah. Usher, the list is long, man. But um. Yo, my first hair show, I ran into him. You know, I crossed paths with him. We linked up, exchanged information, and that's it, bro. Like, you you just got to, with anything, bro, there's never a right time. There's never going to be a right time. But you could be in the right place at the right time. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it just, you got to put yourself out there. Just being in the shop, being behind that chair, and be like, nah, I ain't spending money on that. They ain't paying me to go <laughs> do that. Like, so what? Yeah. So what? People got to see you, right? Like, when I got with exotics, like I said, man, it wasn't about the money. I wasn't getting paid. Until today, I'm not on a payroll. Mm -hmm. I love the product. I love Curtis's vision. I respect him to the fullest. And, you know what I'm saying, I I believe in his vision. Now, what he did do, he gave me a platform. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew, a lot of people knew who Jesse Lima was because of Facebook and Instagram. Sorry, because of Facebook and MySpace. <laughs> but when I got into the industry and I got on that stage, and people actually got to see, yo, my first cut that I did at Bronner Brothers, man, and anybody that knows me and that knows this haircut, that koi fish with the color, that was my first time using color. And that was a showstopper. Everybody at that show, every, every three steps I took with my boy, it was like paparazzi. <laughs> I'm talking about the whole night. And all three days, it was crazy, just like that. And that's what gave me that. Then, you know it, it was that niche yeah. and i figured out how to use it and that's what got me where i'm at today
1: it's crazy it was that defining moment in your career
2: yeah man it's
0: take, taking a risk and platform means a lot man because you know, you, you talk about that that and i said it earlier it reached all the way to my school and we talked about it for like a month <coughs> so yeah. that's how did, that's we wrote like there was a there
2: was a tattoo magazine that came out um Urban Ink? Urban Ink, yeah. Urban Ink Magazine. Appreciate it. Urban Ink Magazine. I don't have a tattoo on my body, but I'm in a tattoo magazine (laughs) because of the designs that I do because they look like tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Me and along with a couple other big barbers, Kenny Duncan, and you know what I'm saying, a bunch of barbers that ain't even tattooed. But, you know, we got, that's another platform. So because of that magazine, bro, I've gotten letters from prison, from inmates that have seen that letter all over the United States. You know what I'm saying? I've gotten phone calls, emails. Just random people, yo, I just seen this article, man. Yo, your work is amazing. Keep yeah. it up, bro. Keep on doing what you're doing. You're opening doors for
0: us. What does that mean to you?
2: Oh bro, that's everything to me, man. Um my my like what I wanted to do before I got into all this industry stuff, man, I used to always say that I want everybody I want everybody to know who Jesse man is. I want the world to know what I can do, what I have to bring. It's not about money. You know what I'm saying? None of this is about money to me. Like I've never chased a dollar in my life. You know what I'm saying, but I want people to know what I could do. We all have a purpose. You know what I'm saying. We all have a vision. We all we're all put in this earth to do something. You know, and and being that people are reaching out to me and I'm people are telling me that, that I inspire them, that I motivate them, that that you know I help them out in some kind of way. Like I'm I'm just a helping person, bro. I've been burnt plenty of times yeah. because I'm just so cool. Like anybody has ever talked spoke with me or. And anything they're like damn yo you're you just so cool like you're just so humble like I thought you were gonna be like this or like that or you look kind of intimidating like I don't want to talk to you I'm like nah bro like like you just gotta be humble man you gotta be cool and I just like to help people so I share everything yeah. somebody asked me how do I do this this is how I do it check this out this is what I use this is how I use it I'm gonna share everything with you I'm not scared to to put it all out there for you because if you're going to grow from it it's going to benefit you in any kind of way That does something to me internally like it just makes me it lifts me up you know what I'm saying and I'm just serving my purpose man like I'm here to help
3: Yeah, and that's that's honestly that's the realest I mean I was brought into Jesse's shop 8 years ago this was at a shop we worked at called uh, Eclipse and they brought me in because the owner didn't really care for Jesse. Hold on,
0: I'm sorry to interrupt. You guys were at Eclipse.
3: Yeah. yeah. What? The it's original.
0: A, the original. Eclipse yeah. I too. was like, yeah, that. In my barber school, that was the shot that we wanted. Everybody wanted to go to Eclipse.
3: And that's how it was. And that's how it was for me. I mean, Eric came to the school himself to come pick me out because you know, and he's like, he's like he said, he said, lay, listen, I got this barber over there. His name is Jesse Lima. He's like pretty much running my <laughs> shop, and I, 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 need, I need some new blood in there. Somebody I can <laughs> mold myself. And I was like, yo, I got you, because I already knew who Jesse was. I, yeah. I would go up to kids in my school when I was in high school. When I was in barber school, and be like, "Yo, let me cut your hair," but now I go to Jesse. I was like, "Who is Jesse?" I don't care about who Jesse is. So I went in there and I saw him, and I mugged him as soon as I walked in. I'm like, "Yo, I'm gonna show this dude up." Yeah. So I did a little design, and then he did a design, and I didn't know hair could do that. So, <laughs> so it changed everything. I I went from like I went from swinging my braids around inside the shop to like, let me just post let me post up real quick. That's true, man. And then he he just pulled me aside one day. and He's like, "Hey, man, listen. You seem like you really care about what you do, but you're terrible." He's like, he, said, he said, listen, these are the clippers you need, and just come and watch me, and I'll show you everything you need to know. And I'm like, this dude don't know me from anybody. I'm just some guy. And, and it's like, I see that every time we go to a different city, and every time we go to a different show, that he just, pu- you know, he pulls you aside, and he just, he singles you out. You know what I'm saying? And he's, and he's, like, he's like, yo, what do you want to learn? What do you want from this? And I mean, I'm talking strangers. He doesn't, and he does it for no personal gain. You know what I'm saying? He just does it because that's him. He's like, I've never met another barber that wanted every barber to be better than him. So it's That's like, you, you really got to respect that.
1: That's dope. I mean, my personal experience, like I said, I picked up the phone. I didn't know Jesse from... He didn't know me at all, period. I found his number on Facebook and just gave him a call out of the blue. Hey, what's up? Can I come shadow you? Absolutely, come down.
2: For a man to reach out to another man, for a barber to take himself... You know, man, barbers has got the biggest egos, bro. Oh, yeah. We do. You know what I'm saying? We're all the best. We're all better than the next one. So for a barber to... To take himself to the point to where he can step to another bar where I'm saying, yo, can I shadow you?
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, yo, anybody asked me, yo, can you help me? Yeah, all day, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. I respect that. Like, like, like I told Chris. From that moment when he called me, I was like, Yeah, bro, hell yeah, come through. And as soon as we got off the phone, I told John, I'm like, yo, some dude just called me, told me he wanna come and shadow me. Like, I don't even know what to do. He 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 said, Yo, I just went on your Facebook page and I just seen your work. Yo, can I come and shadow you? It was just that simple. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, come through, man. And he came through, and be there for a couple of hours. I cut his hair, spoke, you know, and, like, you know,
0: my door's open to everybody, bro. Everybody and anybody. Be careful, bro. You might have a line at your door tomorrow morning. It's all good, man. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I'll
2: get an assistant. <laughs> I mean, not for nothing. I train, yeah. I train my boy John, man, like, like he said, you know, I, I completely took him under my wing and in a matter of a month he was a beast.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, he was a beast. And and, and the reason I seen I did it though, honestly, is because of the passion that I seen that he had. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had passion, like I seen it in him you and know? I seen like, okay, he has some style and and he got it, he got it. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if you don't have passion for what we do, honestly I can't mess with you. Yeah. You can I mean, I've had yo I've had people that that have asked me and 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 I still help him to an extent, but I don't really go in all the way because I know he just wants it just to just put a hell of it, just for yeah. some, just to make a quick buck, man. Because there's some barbers out there, man, and honestly, like it is what it is. Maybe it's the wrong thing to say, but I don't respect barbers like that at all. So uh, that's an
0: alley oop for our next question. It absolutely
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> just put it on the tee. So
1: literally, I mean, that that just perfect segue. Mm. I was on Instagram the other day, Mm -hmm. and I showed Basio, and one of your team members from Team Exotics, Danny Amamorian, posted a picture. And on that picture, on the comment, it says, passion is so key in leading and creating excellence that I will hire passion over talent every time. Now, as somebody who's managed shops, owned a shop, what do you prefer in a potential barber that you might hire, passion or talent?
2: Man, look. When it comes to talent, some people are just born with it, right? Some people just naturally get it. Like, some people could just grab a clipper and just make it happen. Passion is not something that you just like. Like, either you you have passion or you don't. So, like, yeah, me, it's all about passion. When you have somebody that has passion, and if he can't cut, yo, he could learn. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Some people learn faster than others. But he can learn like this. I always tell people like, yo, it's easy to cut hair. I think it's real easy. It's it's, it's common sense. There's no it's not rocket science. It's simple, boy. You grab one guard bigger than the other, and little by little, you cut it down. You take out the line like it's. I think it's simple, and I've taught a lot of people. Man, I remember being in high school, and my one of my closest friends bro, I used to cut my own hair every two days, three days. You know what I mean? And I just got tired of it. And then I grabbed my best friend. I like, listen. Here's his Clippers. Do what I tell you. And I held the mirror and told him what to do, and he faded me up. And then he started cutting hair, Mm -hmm. and he became a barber. Not even, you know, what I'm saying like he didn't want to do that. But passion, man, passion over talent all day, bro. Character over talent all day.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, especially, especially if you're looking for barbers, a lot of talented barbers are arrogant. Yeah. And they're the hardest to work with. You know what I'm saying? Like those talented barbers. If you're a real talented barber. You know what I'm saying? On your own barbershop. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, even if it's just you in the barbershop. Because at the end of the day, like, if you're trying to hire a barber and, and, and you're only looking for talent, you're trying to find the easy way out. But there's there's something that, um, Les Brown says it all the time, man. Um, when you go, when you always look for the easy way out, man, it always ends up being a lot harder. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? That's real. And that's something that we've experienced as well, man.
1: hmm I was just about to say that, me and Bozio, you know, we what, I don't know, fourth shot pretty soon? Yeah. So, we've hired, and I think, what, in three and a half years, we have fired one person? Uh, one. We don't one fire. One or two.
0: One, yeah. No, no, no. One, one. yeah. We don't,
1: don't we don't really fire once you make your bed with somebody. You, you know, you got to mold them and work with them. Mm-hmm. But anyways, not getting away from the subject, <coughs> something that we learned from, we had to learn as we opened up the second one and the third one, is that you can't teach passion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A- and and or you or can't. Character. Or, or character. Yeah. Or you know, like you said, those talented barbers arrogant, that they just you know you can't work with them. Mm-hmm. They you can't they can't take constructive criticism. Yeah. And in this game you have to be humble. You have to mm-hmm. be willing to adjust.
0: When you have both talent and passion and character and passion. That's dangerous. You get so, Jesse Lima.
2: <laughs> you also get Bossio. <laughs> this guy right here is a beast. <laughs> this man. <laughs> this guy's a beast. From, from from this show to his youtube to his haircuts I remember when when I first started talking to Chris and Chris was always like yo you got to check out my boy Bossy you got to yeah. check him out and and whenever I did come by the shop Bossy was over there all in the cut kind of shy quiet hey, yeah. throw throw two fingers over quick, and that's man. it. Just, just quiet you <laughs> know what I'm saying yeah but the man's a beast you know I appreciate that man nah, no problem man. that passion you see it
1: Thank that's you. what's up so Jesse yeah what makes a real barber to you? Passion. <laughs> you
2: know what I'm saying? Passion. I mean, real barber to me is somebody that, somebody that likes that that likes to help somebody else. You know what I'm saying? A barber is not just somebody that cuts hair. A barber is somebody that that could build a barber shop. That could have a place to give other people to to bring people up you know what I'm saying to to open doors for other people to build their financials that you're all around somebody uh, a person that can help people
0: let ah, me ask I you see, a question I, yeah, Justin yeah. not to cut you off but okay. you ever get those clients that say I don't even come for you for a haircut yeah, What? No you again? ever get those clients that 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 say to you I don't even come for you for, for a haircut oh yeah,
2: yeah I come yeah.
0: to you because every time I leave your chair I'm a little bit better yeah. as a person
2: all day bro it's
0: crazy man right? yeah I I've had clients cry in the chair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've had
2: clients cry in the chair, and, and I ain't going to lie, I choked up with them too. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, 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 yo, like, we hear the craziest stuff, man, and, and just some, you know, people, you know, everybody goes through it, man. We go through it. I go through it, mm-hmm. you know. And just the other day, I experienced that, you know. And as soon as he left, while in the chair after everything, he was like, yo, thank you, you know. And then after he left, he texted me again. He's like, yo, man, for real, I really appreciate you. Not because of the haircut, but your conversation, what you told me, yeah. you know? Like, I don't know. I think we're, you know, barbers are here, and we're meant to help people, not just cut their hair. You know what I'm saying? Even when we cut the hair, we're helping them. We boost their, you know what I'm saying? We boost their confidence. We make them feel good. How many times have you seen a client come in with their head down and leave leave the shop with their head up? Yeah.
0: You That's know? Right.
1: That's true. Me and Chris were talking about that last week, how barbers aren't respected. And like you said, I mean, we're leaders of the community.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, we're sir. involved
1: in everything that goes on in the community We touch everyone from all walks of life That are in yeah. the community And if, if you're a
0: barber listening to this You need to realize that man You need to figure that out
1: Your influence is huge
0: It is And like Jesse said earlier It's our fault Why, why that is Why the perception is like that okay. So I'm hoping that these, these podcasts are helping you realize that And, and as, a, as a culture, as an industry That we're upholding our responsibility. I mean, we are we are we are those influencers in our communities. Mm-hmm. So
1: What's next for Jesse Lima? Oh man,
2: um There's so much going on, but like I'm I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, I'm crazy. I, I like I'm all I'm I'm always all over the place. I uh, I'm one of the people that I always have an idea. My wife hates it when I come wear bait. Babe, you know what I just thought of? Oh, not again. <laughs> sounds, like like, yo, yo. <laughs> sounds like Basio. Sounds like Basio. I, I life, come on. you John. Am I lying, bro? Like, for real, man. Like.
3: He's working on about, like, 50 projects right now, and there's, like, 30 in his head that he hasn't told anybody. Yeah, <laughs> And, I get and it.
2: to be honest man I have has all of them because I'm trying to do all of them at one time Eventually, there's gonna be this big old conglomerate of Jesse Lee, my projects yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying and yeah. it's just gonna come out one day but no I mean right 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 now I kind of um, there's been a bunch of shows that I've been missing right now in the, in the beginning of the year and I kind of stepped back a little bit to just just to refocus on some other stuff I want to open up my own barbershop right now the six Element that's that's my brand that I came out with man. About twelve years ago, oh, yeah. Since you beginning. know, and, and yeah, and, and I branded myself the Six Element, and and I want to open up a shop. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I've helped other people build their shops, and I've partnered before, and and you know, I've had my own shop before, but it was a partnership twice, and and it's cool. But I'm trying to do my own lane. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do my own little thing, and, and even though it's kind of weird, because people be like, yeah, but you're already doing stuff. You're already there. Yeah. You you're already so successful man like look something that that, that I've learned and, and really bro, I'm just self growing as it goes and, and, and I'm always a learning person but um yo true success unless you're successful at everything in your life you're not successful so yeah I got I can say with 100% confidence man in the barbershop I'm a success mm-hmm. I'm 100% bro like I can't go you no, know, like I can't grow anymore unless I charge more mm-hmm. like I think that's the only way I could. Step up to another level And I just did that So I I gotta wait a You <laughs> know what I'm saying like, I, gotta, I gotta wait a little bit Just so I don't think I'm getting greedy yeah. But you know it, 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 We always have to grow As people I feel like I gotta be a better husband A better father mm. You know what I'm saying I feel like Like I gotta do the barbershop thing I gotta You know Like Like I said man I'm all over the place bro. I'm, I'm just trying to build everything So Where do I see myself Man I see myself right here I definitely see myself with you guys. You know what I'm saying? We yes, are we're definitely local, man. I respect you guys a lot. So anything that I could do to help y'all with whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Just like I tell everybody, anybody listening to this right now, if there's any way I can help y'all, listen, all you got to do is reach out to me. My number is 813-516-9004. Shoot me a text, bro. Mm-hmm. Real talk, man. Full I just saved that number. Pocket. I saved it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I have it. You got it? You lock it in?
1: I locked it in. baby. Right. sure. So. Since you mentioned it, Jesse, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Six Elemental. I think it's pretty dope. Can you explain to people the meaning behind Six Element? Well,
2: some people argue it, right? But um, so I grew up inspired by hip hop. You know, um, my brother used to break dance. I had cousins that used to do graffiti, and this was like when 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 the hip hop first started. You know what I'm saying early '70s, um, sorry, late '70s, early '80s. And um, you know, everything my brother did, I wanted to do. So I used to break dance. I used to do graffiti. Like like I was real inspired by hip hop and you know, there's four physical elements of hip hop but if you if you go by the books and by K- what KRS wanna K- say, yo, there's there's five elements of hip hop. Mm-hmm. So that's breakdancing, MCing, DJing, um, graphing and then the knowledge of hip hop is the fifth element. And so the element that's missing when it comes to hip hop is the barber element, mm-hmm. man. We're the we are the sixth element. That's you certain. know? Um, mm-hmm. without us hip-hop industry the hip-hop culture would have the look that it has the image that has when you think about hip-hop and you think about barbers you think about um tupac with the Mm jews you think about kid and play with the high top you know what i'm saying like the designs in the head it's the urban style barbers yeah you know and that's that's pretty much the whole meaning behind the sixth element
0: that's dope man the The craziest thing to me is 12 years ago you came up with that we wasn't even thinking about branding in the barber industry bro like branding yep. wasn't even a thing I yo, thought man it's vision
2: when I moved up here from Miami I knew that I had to separate myself
0: yeah
2: I had to stand out from the rest so a lot of it comes from a real close friend of mine that helped me come up with the whole six element thing and, and, and the image and the logos and all that you know one of my best friends and my graphic designer and, and um, you know he he's into that whole marketing thing he was like yo you need to brand yourself and, and and real talk, man. Like I, I, I can easily say that I was definitely one of the first barbers that started branding himself. Yeah. You know, and that's what helped me stand out from the rest. Like yo, know, I moved to Tampa, and in three short months, I had a clientele as big as I had in Miami that Absolutely. I was that I had for seven years. And it was clients that were my homeboys, and their homeboys, and their homeboys, because I started cutting here in middle school. Yeah. You know, so I came up here with nobody knows me. In three months, I'm cutting everybody. Everybody knew who Jesse Limo was. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you got to brand yourself, man. If any barbers out there listening, man, find out a way to brand yourself. And it doesn't mean that necessarily you have to come up with a cool name for yourself or, or like I did with the Six Element and stuff, man, but Six Element is my brand, but Jesse Lima is also my brand, too. Yeah. You well, know, you can use your name.
1: Like you said in a lot of your classes, the way you did a lot of that, too, was with your designs because that made you stand out in and the shop.
2: Yeah, I found my niche, you know. I found my niche. And, then, and at the time, I was the only barber in the shop doing designs so i'll take advantage of that you want to keep on passing other customers send me the money you know but eventually excuse me eventually the barbers caught on and they wanted to learn and i'll teach them and you know that's something about me too man and and, and something that i'll say on the podcast boy. if you're a barber it doesn't matter if you own the shop or you don't own the shop but if you're the main barber in the shop like there is out there and you're the main guy. You're the busiest dude. You're the, you're the best barber in there, haircut wise. Bro, teach the other barbers. Mm-hmm. Be proud of the place you work at. Yeah. It doesn't matter that you're paying, boo, friend. Be proud of the place you work at. If your mm-hmm. whole team grows, you grow. Yeah. And that's definitely one of my biggest success that helped me grow the most. Because every shop I ever worked at, bro, I treated it like it was mine. Yeah. Every barber in there, I'll teach them.
1: When, um, right.
2: when, like, when John was saying that, John, that Eric went to the school to recruit him, <laughs> yo I used to teach every yo, Eric used to get carried away with it cause he would hire barbers left and right it ain't matter like when I started working it didn't matter if they could cut yo don't worry about it I'm gonna sit you next to Jesse Jesse gonna teach you I'm like I appreciate you for asking me but yeah you know whatever it is I, I teach him I help him out I just like I just enjoy teaching
1: and that goes so much further than just the shop like you said mm-hmm. it affects your shop you, you grow your team grows but like you said when people reach out to you that aren't part of your shop mm-hmm. you help them the industry gets better and if the industry gets better and stronger it only helps you because if they're able to charge more and they're able to be respected as barbers the way we should be it only helps everybody
2: yo definitely man if if we all come together we we could fix that little dilemma where we can't charge what we want to charge you know what I'm saying but all we gotta do is get together Absolutely. you know we just get together and and make it happen We, we set a
0: standard for ourselves yeah so a question for John um I'm hearing all these nuggets, all these bars from um from Jesse. what I know you started how long have you been cutting here? eight years now, eight years now. What has that done for your career <laughs> being with the you know being with somebody like him with his vision and 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 teaching the things that
3: he teaches well jesse's he's honestly he's the mold of my career. Everything I thought barbering was changed the day he started teaching me. you know, I guess I kind of came into this thinking that. Okay, uh, I'm going to go to school for like a little bit Then I'll work at a shop for like six months And I'll open up a shop And that was kind of like the end of the road Like it was going to be open up a shop and then that's it I didn't know, like just, like just like Jesse at one point I didn't know if there was hair shows I You know, I thought the products were coming from factories And we'll never connect with these people They just sell me stuff, I go pick it up and I buy it And that's it And then, you know, I mean Everything kind of changed past that point um, So I mean, barbering I mean, I don't want to be cliche and tell you barbering changed my life, but I mean, you know, the T-shirts aren't just T-shirts, you know what I'm saying? The, the DVDs not <laughs> isn't just a DVD. I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a dude who came out of barber school kind of knowing what what I like, like what I thought I knew what what I was doing, and now I've been across the country, you know, I've sat in a I've sat in over 20 different classes listening to this guy connect with people. You know what I'm saying? So I guess like, really, what barbering has done for me is it's it's given me it's given me a second life, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, you're always gonna be who you are in your personal life. But this has not only given me so much from a professional aspect, but it's brought into my personal life. You know what I'm saying? I mean mm-hmm. I mean, keep it real, you know, Jesse, you know, Jesse is not my mentor. Jesse is not my, you know, he he's not the he's not the barber that I seek to. Jesse is my actual best friend, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I talk to Jesse more at barbecues than we do actually at the barbershop, you know what I'm saying? It's fine. Because it's it's like and it's like, I think that's what barbering has done for me is it's made me want to grow more as a person. I think a lot of people, you know, like like Jesse said, you know what I'm saying, uh, there's a lot of, like, uh, there's a there's a bit of arrogance when it comes to these talented barbers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, two, that, that's the two differences when it comes to barbers is you have talented barbers and you have skilled barbers. Like, I'd like to consider myself a skilled barber because I didn't come into this amazing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I was given the opportunity to learn a skill. Mm-hmm. And now I'm so appreciative of it because I can see... I see what I'm able to do now and what I wasn't able to do back then. And I think that's what makes it so so great because it's all a big circle. You know, barbers deserve a good income, yeah. but customers deserve a great, uh, a great product. Yeah. And when Jesse is out here teaching this, that balance is coming out. You know what I'm saying? You're getting, yeah. you're getting barbers that are getting paid more, and you're getting customers that are looking great. Mm. You know, there's less and less, you know. I mean, you know, you're always going to have that faction of people that don't know where they're going to get a haircut. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's like the more exposure that he's giving to it. And, you know, he's implementing that mindset into people like me, into people like Adrian. Like I said, I knew knew Adrian when he was 14 years old, sweeping this at the barbershop. And, you know, he was just, he was just some kid that would ride with me to the mall. And I mean, I'm asking Adrian now, like, yo, hey, man, was that, like, how did you do that? Show me that again, you know what (laughs) I'm saying? And that's what's awesome is because Adrian, you know, people don't, people don't know these people like Jesse and like Adrian until you're close to them. And you realize that they're not entities, they're people, you know what I'm saying? They go home to their kids and they feel that sense of humbleness because we all at some point came from our own level of, lack of a better term, our own level of nothing. And now we have this. And it's like, why not share this gift? And the more he does it, the more it inspires people to want to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's bigger than that, you know what I'm saying? I've seen Jesse, you you know, talk to kids about doing better in school. And that's what a barber is. It's the counselor of the community. And Jesse, Jesse's taken that from being the counselor of the neighborhood to the counselor of the barber neighborhood. Yeah. That's and right. that's kind of really how, how barbering has kind of like affected me because it's taken me from being a better barber, to being a better person, to being a better friend, to just really just wanting to better connect with people.
2: To becoming a businessman.
1: Is Basio. Me. I don't know about you, bro. But I'm so glad we got an extra mic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad we brought you in, bro. For
0: real, man. Support this guy, John, and his brand.
1: Quarfer. How you say it,
3: Coifair?
0: Coifair. That's dope, bro. That's yeah. vision. You got to support guys like this, man. Appreciate it. So.
1: My guy mentioned something about <clears throat> he talks to Jesse more outside the barbershop. <clears throat> excuse me. That's crazy. Than he does in. And that's something that me and Bosio have tried to instill within our barbershop mm-hmm. since day one. And that... At least here, it's not really... You don't see it too much. Mm-hmm. Like Jesse said, it's more people cutting each other off at the knees. Barbers coming in. I pay my rent. I do my thing. I'm out. And from what I've heard in Basio, the dudes in Cali got it on lock. We are a family. Like, I consider the barbers in my shop family, and I try to instill that in all the shops. I wish you, y'all can get together with us. Basio knows when we get together, I mean, we get together for mm-hmm. a barbecue. It's It's dope. I've seen the videos. Wives, <laughs> kids, it's, it's... We're a family. Yeah, yeah. And I wish more people did that. Sorry, I just had I had to mention that. Well, I man, look,
2: at, at the end of the day, we spend more time with each other than we do with our own family. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? We spend more time with each other than with our own kids, with our wife. like... You know, so we definitely have to treat each other with that type of respect. And that's the only way that we can always be successful and the business can be successful and it could keep on growing. Yeah. You know?
0: Most definitely. And... I, just just to throw something in I had a client This is something that You can learn from your clients too, man mm-hmm. This is a guy who's super successful, man Super successful And, I, and wh- I remember one time You know, he was telling about telling me about his team And I'm like You know, he's, he, he works at a car dealership A big car dealership And I was like How is your team so successful? I was like Chris, one of the things I, I always ask Leaders in my company I asked them Do you know What his kid's name is? You know his wife's name? Yeah. You don't. That's why he don't follow you. That's real. Because you don't care about him as much as you do about yourself. So, you know, it's... it's That really, you know, touched home to me. And hearing this... The way that John talks about you, Jesse... That's just... That it's just family. makes it even... Family. It's crazy, man. It's well, just...
2: That's what it's about.
0: That's what it's about, man. That's what this... Yeah. We can do this for the industry.
2: And, yo. Like you said, bro, your clients, man. Like you'll bring, let your clients in.
0: Yeah.
2: If you make your clients part of your family too, bro, you'll be forever successful. You'll have that forever long term clientele when you mm-hmm. have that forever long term money. And like, when I raised the prices on, on on my haircuts, my clients were like, about time. You know what I'm saying? Like tell, um, telling me, like, bro, I'll pay whatever. You won't you know, believe like, that.
0: That's exactly what. Yeah, and, so what his and if you're listening, worth, you might be like, yeah, right. Yo, Try that's it. I haven't even talked to Jesse about this. That's what happened to me, and and I was such a I was so scared to ask my clients. I did it all through email and text, bro. <laughs> yo, and I, I was so scared. This is yo, this is new to me. I you know I'm I'm I never seen anything like this before. I'm just trying to you know emulate some of the guys in the industry and. I sent out that te- that mass text, I sent out that mass email and I kept getting emails back. It's about time. It's about time. Now I could finally get in without booking a week in advance and, and little did I know that wasn't true. It got mm-hmm. worse. Yeah, hell yeah. It's crazy. Yes, yeah. So that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. So let's talk about Kimbo. Oh man,
2: what's that <laughs> I'm talking about, bro? that's like, embarrassing, bro. Like I don't like I tell people I'm from Tampa now. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: you don't play 305 no more? Strong, 305, 305's what? out? Yo, you do
0: 813, Yeah, I tried to say that the dude got knocked out. And nah. Everybody looked at me like, are you crazy? Mm. Everybody started snapping on me. I thought we were gonna killed, Bazzi, I was going to get killed, His
1: heart stopped. It stopped.
0: That's crazy.
1: The dude died. That's crazy. That's yeah. how out of shape he was. I think it was an embarrassment for Miss Martial Arts, honestly.
2: I've never heard of anybody dying from cuddling. So that's what they yeah. were doing, bro. They were peddling. You
1: know,
2: the first 30 seconds, they were just laying. Oh, Kemba jumped on top of him and straddled him, bro. Come on, like.
1: I it, the funniest part to me was the, the ref. He kept looking at him like, y'all got to get up and fight. <laughs> get up and, and he was going
2: to good it. um uh he was getting pissed, man. He was like, yo, do something in this position. Do something. <laughs> like, Come on, you're right on yo, top so
1: of it. And yeah. the commentators, man, I felt bad for those commentators. I mean, they were reaching to the bottom of the barrel. They were trying to find out anything to say. The dude at one point was like, Kimbo, you're in full mount. Just throw two punches and the fight's over. Throw two punches and the fight's over. Like, nothing beat the post interview when they're like, uh, yo,
3: man, so like, what do you dedicate this fight to? He's like, it's just hard work, man. Oh I was my like, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you like, oh, <laughs> my gosh, yeah. You read my mind, bro. You know, I was like, what hard work.
3: Have <laughs> you
2: have you ever heard a stronger boo <laughs> in any sport, oh. fight, anything, than those first, like, 30, 40 seconds, bro? Like, it was just boo.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know, That's man. That's all you heard. I don't know, Jesse, because you're from Miami. Basio's also a fan, but I'm a Heat fan. In those LeBron years, we heard a lot of boos. Yeah. Okay. A lot uh, of boos. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah but. Oh. You know what
0: What we're doing at a lot in the shop? Hmm. Who's that girl that Holly Holmes beat? Because I forgot her Ronda name. Rousey? Ronda Rousey. Yeah, that's her name. But Ronda Rousey. Suicide. Really? But suicide. really? Oh, yeah. She says she can't fight ever again. Yeah. Why? Because she lost. Because she lost. I saw probably. her in one of her
3: yeah. most recent interviews. And like Ellen. And yeah, she was talking about how she wanted to commit suicide. And it's like... It's like, I guess, I mean, I kind of understand, you know, the whole, you know, when you finally get defeated, you know what I'm saying, that you feel this level that you, you can't accomplish anything else, but... I mean, she took it to, like, the next level Talking about she can't eat applesauce For, like, six months and what stuff like that heck? Like, she's just surviving on, like, the dew Of the gecko leaves and stuff and, I don't and, know what and she's
0: and Here's it. my thing, there was a meme that said it all I remember watching her, her last, like, three fights And she was such an asshole Yes Like, she wouldn't shake her opponent's hands After mm-hmm. she knocked them out mm-hmm. Or 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 just almost killed them She wouldn't even shake their hands Now you lose and you, really? Character, man character. character.
1: character. I mean, A, like you Fashion. said
2: <laughs> you know
1: what I'm like he said If you can't get back up after you get knocked down I wouldn't be a barber anymore Oh yeah. I mean I messed up some people bro oh, Some yeah. of you guys out there in headlines know JP had to <laughs> help me out I messed up, some, I zeked some people up in the beginning We all have mm-hmm. But you gotta get up, dust yourself off And pick up the Clippers again yeah, you, oh, can't, for sure.
0: you can never become really great If you can't get through those, those ups and those downs Those trials and tribulations That's how you become great you know, I'm afraid
2: there's no success. Yeah,
0: Just plain and simple. So. Good. So, that's it. That's the Barber Session Episode 2. Jesse yeah. Lima. And I just want to shout out quick plug-in. Please subscribe to this guy's YouTube channel. He's got phenomenal, phenomenal content. Obviously, you guys have heard the vision and stuff. So, make sure you go check out John's line,
3: Quaffair. And how do you spell that real quick? K-W-A-F-E-R. We're on Instagram, Quaffair.com. Find us everywhere. Don't blow the line.
1: Oh, yeah. Signing out from
3: Headline
1: Studios.
0: The Barber Session.